Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the first Sunday of Advent, of our Advent season. Can you all hear me? <laughs> Thank you, Chris. <laughs> we are so glad that you are here to worship with us and to just celebrate this time together. If there's anything our world needs more right now, it is hope. Um, and the Advent season is all about hope and waiting for uh, waiting for the Lord to come. And that's where we are at right now. So would you just worship with us? Uh, you can find the lyrics on firstfire-trinity.com. Um, we will be singing our first Christmas carol of the season. So I hope you are ready for some Christmas. <laughs> all right, would you sing along with us this morning?
this uh, this past week, I watched a special on uh, the Titanic. Any uh, anyone like watching History Channel stuff on the Titanic? All right. So, so I'm watching this, and they're you know because they always discover new facts, and they're you know telling the story. And there was there was a lot of information I had never heard, but there came this time in the episode where they were explaining that when the Titanic hit the iceberg, that there was a moment where the the, the, the crew member that was on deck hit the button to close the doors that were going to stop the flooding. So um, I'm kind of living in the moment here, and they were showing this cool like little graphic illustration of the doors coming down and they were talking about how the doors were going to they were there as precautionary measures in case something did you know happen like this and and just for a moment just for a moment i had this thought this is going to work this is going this is going to make everything better and then i had this like i snapped out of it because i was so kind of caught up in the story that I, I remember that I knew how the story ended. This does not go well because after they closed the doors, a few minutes later they opened them back up again. And the Titanic is a story that ends in disaster. And there, there's no real hope in the story of the Titanic. Lessons learned, yes. But I'm not sure there's any Hope. Hope by definition is a feeling of expectation, desire for a certain thing to happen. And when we look back in history, when an outcome is already determined, i.e. the Titanic sank, then, then hope is really hard to come by. And so that's true in the case of the Titanic, but each year during this time, during Advent, we have a time to look back on an event that happened in history. And this very event of Christ being born still brings us hope today. You see, the hope that in the hope that is in Christ is real. We can experience it. We were made to experience it. The hope we're going to talk about between now and Christmas Day is pretty straightforward. It is always going to be the hope that is found in Jesus. And that hope that is in Jesus is, is real, it is steady, it is true, it is stable, it is lasting, it's enduring, it is sincere, it is authentic, and it is tangible. So as we go through this series, we're going to explore different aspects of how this Jesus brought this hope to the world. And in turn, we don't want to just do a mental exercise about how Jesus brought hope, but we want to explore what it means to actually experience that hope in our own lives. I want us all to experience the hope in real and tangible ways. I want us to experience Jesus more of Jesus during this season. 
as Sarah alluded to earlier, we need it desperately, and the world desperately needs it. So I want to start today with one of the most familiar texts that you hear during the Christmas season. So Luke chapter 2, starting verse 10. This is what it says. The angel said, don't be afraid. And the angel here is talking to the shepherds. The angel said, don't be afraid. Look, I bring you good, I bring good news to you. Wonderful, joyous news for all people. Your Savior is born today in David's city. He is Christ the Lord. This is a sign for you. You will find a newborn baby wrapped snugly and lying in the manger. Suddenly, a great assembly of the heavenly forces was with the angel, praising God. They said, Glory to God in heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go right now to Bethlehem and see what's happened. Let's confirm what the Lord has revealed to us. They went quickly and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. When they saw this, they reported what they had been told about this child. Everyone who heard it was amazed at what the shepherds told them. Mary committed these things to memory and considered them carefully. The shepherds returned home, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. Everything happened just as they have been told. Today, I want us to explore a little bit about how that hope is both here and there. Both here and there. In this story, Luke, the writer, lets us in on this truth. This truth. Hope is born. And it's born over there, more specifically in Bethlehem. But hope for the shepherds is not yet where they are living. They're here. They have not fully experienced it. And it's through faith that they move from where they are, from here, over there to actually experience the hope. So chapter 2 begins, and the shepherds we meet back in verse 8. Hope has not showed up in their here. Hope, they are told by the angel, has been born over there. And it was the great news that happened. Hear the words again. The angels proclaimed, I bring good news to you. Wonderful, joyous news for all people. Your Savior is born today in David's city. He is Christ the Lord. This is a sign for you. You will find a newborn baby wrapped snugly in line in a manger. Suddenly, a great assembly of the heavenly forces with the angel praising, with the angel praising God. They said, "Glory to God in heaven and on earth, peace among those whom He favors." You see, good news had shown showed itself in the city of Bethlehem with the birth of Jesus, but the shepherds are not there; they're here, and in their here, the angels show up and they proclaim this message that has happened over there. And when they hear this message, by faith they go and they affirm and they confirm and they make real to themselves the hope 
that was introduced to them. You see, because there is, there is hope that is known, that we hear about, that we know is out there. But hope that is confirmed and shown to be true is something different. And when the shepherds showed up there and they saw baby Jesus, their, their hope was, was true in the truest sense of the, the, the term. Hope is known and is true, but when the, the shepherds act in this faith, they like know it, know it to the deepest part of who they are. So what can we learn from this? First and foremost, God is in the business of showing his creation the hope that is in Jesus. This is the very essence of the Christmas message. God is showing favor to the whole world. And this creates hope. Through Christ, everyone is invited. Everyone is invited to be a part of this good news. More specifically for us in 2020, what does this mean? I think that this Christmas needs to be a deep reminder of this truth. God is making hope over there. It might not feel like that we've seen it and there's a lot of hope here sometimes. But it's happening over there. God has not stopped working and it is happening over there and we've heard the call. And there's, there's more hope to be experienced than what we're currently experiencing. So we have this hope that we know is out there. Yet we we need to move from where we are, where we are to where the hope resides over there. You see, we can, we can trust in the fact that God is working through Jesus Christ to bring us hope, to make hope, even in the bleakest and darkest of times. So this season is about, even if in our here we have not experienced the fullness of hope that we were created for, this season invites us and it leads us right where we are, on the outskirts of town, and calls us to go to where Jesus is, to dwell with him there. And yet, when we hear this call, there's a responsibility on our part to go. And when we go, we go by faith. That's how we move from here to there. <coughs> so a few questions this morning as we wrap up. What does it look like for you right now to have hope? 
to live in hope. What does it look like for you to move from you're here to the, the hope that is over there? What, what faith steps do you need to take to move from where you are, the here, to over there? An example of this for me personally that I've been thinking about this week is, is what does it look like as I go through this season to have a, uh, a posture of hope? I can always, always, no matter what situation you give me, I will find the gaps and the holes and what's wrong with something. I'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop, per se. But this season is, is not about waiting for the other shoe to drop and what's going to go wrong next. But we must, during the season, season have a posture of hope that trusts that, that God is doing and working out of hope over there. Even though the baby right where we are, we're not experiencing it. And we can trust it and we can move there by faith. You see, God is in the business of moving us and calling us forward with this hope. So that we don't get stuck in our fear, but we actually get to experience the hope that is over there in Jesus. Serious question. Think about this this afternoon. Because this is one of the stories that is told over and over and over again this scripture. So every time you hear it, ask yourself this question. What if the shepherds, what if they never went and confirmed and affirmed this call, this announcement of good news? What if they stopped short and they never went and saw the hope that had been born to the world with their own eyes. What if they just said, that was pretty cool seeing the angel army sing these praises to God. It was enough excitement for one night. We're good. But what if they had said, we're just going to stay here. What if they never went from they're here over there. Because there was even something in them going over there that I think was good for Mary and Joseph. That Mary and Joseph got to see that they weren't like out of their minds. Because all of this had to be a whirlwind for them. So it's not only for, for our sake that we go forward and hope and go over there. But it's for others' sake that we go. So this week, let's be like the shepherds. And let's move from our here's to the over there where hope is born. Let's chase down that hope and let's seek out Jesus this week. Let's pray together. Father, I pray that we can move from here to there. That you'll show us how 
show us what we need to do, show us our steps of faith this week. If we're stuck in a downward spiral of just waiting for another thing to go wrong, break that cycle. Use your Holy Spirit to, to break in and to change that even right now. There's a work that you're doing in us and through us and around us. But let us be faithful like the shepherds, full of faith and going and confirming and knowing, knowing the deepest part of who we are that that hope is real. Just move us and shape us this week. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. best again this Yeah.
wonderful first Advent Sunday. We hope that it's full of hope and that you see that it is real in your life and you spread that everywhere you go. We thank you and have, hope you have a wonderful week.